SBS, a world of difference. You're with NITV Radio, on mobile, online and on radio. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land NITV Radio broadcasts from. The Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation and their elders past and present. We also acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tribes and clans we broadcast to. From the mountains to the plains, from the desert to the sea, from fresh water to salt water. Yama, and welcome to NITV Radio. Coming up in your program this Monday, October 9. Well, less than a week to go till the voice referendum, we explore the voting process, which has already been described as the biggest peacetime logistical event in Australia. Also leading up to the referendum, we hear from South Australian actress Natasha Wanganin and Charlene Campbell, an anti-based family and domestic violence activist, as they share their perspectives on the upcoming referendum. They reflected on the landmark event and how they'll be voting on NITV's The Point program. Your program also features Amy Mentoring Program founder and CEO Jack Manning Bancroft discussing his latest book, Hoodie Economics, an exploration of economic theory from a First Nations and diverse perspectives. All these stories and more coming to you on NITV Radio. We are broadcasting from NAM on the Kulin Nation this Monday afternoon. Bertrand Tungandame Ngaya. I am Bertrand Tungandame. Australia Day 1972 saw the first Aboriginal embassy erected outside Parliament. The native title legislation must be amended. And they've walked this land so many times before anybody came. I am sorry. In this bulletin, yes, campaigners rally in Adelaide with less than a week to go before the referendum. Australia condemns the attack on Israel by Hamas. And mobile phone ban in New South Wales public high schools comes into effect. The Premier of South Australia has joined politicians and yes, campaigners in Adelaide at a rally in support for an Indigenous voice to Parliament less than a week out from uh, the referendum. Speaking alongside Indigenous Affairs Minister Linda Burney, Peter Malinoskas has told supporters the advisory body is both a humble proposition and a profound opportunity. I can tell you that there are countless advisory committees that provide advice to state government. Um, Why shouldn't Aboriginal people have the same opportunity to be able to influence the federal parliament on decisions that affect their lives? It It is nothing short of a great tragedy that the very people who have been custodians of our land for over 65,000 years are also the same people who represent the most disadvantaged community in our society. Green Senator Sarah Hanson-Young, who also spoke at the rally, says South Australia has a critical role to play. When the referendum campaign kicked off, we were told that our state was going to be the battleground. And here we are, six days out from polling day, from referendum day, and our state is the battleground. But we need to make sure love wins and triumphs over fear and hate. Yes is for love. Yes is for unity. 
Yes is for Australia. In the meantime, Yes campaigner Noel Pearson has described this weekend's referendum on an Indigenous voice to Parliament as a moral choice. It comes as two new polls suggest the No campaign remains ahead with almost half of voters opposed to the voice. A survey by the Sydney Morning Herald reports Tasmania is the only state with a majority of Yes voters. Mr Pearson told the ABC a no vote would be a travesty which the nation could possibly never live down. Every minute and every hour of the next five days is dedicated to those who have not made up their minds and those who are thinking about the importance of this vote for Australia. My message to them this week is that this is a moral choice for the country. This is not just a question of constitutional law. The federal government says it is trying to confirm the welfare of Australians caught up in the attack by Islamist group Hamas on Israel, which has killed hundreds and injured thousands of people. Prime Minister Antonio Albanese says the Foreign Affairs Department is working around the clock on the welfare checks. Uh, we have a number, um, 1300555, that people can ring if they're concerned about friends or relatives uh, there who were visiting uh, the region. Australia has also updated its travel advice for the Palestinian enclave of Gaza to not travel and is also advising people in Israel and occupied Palestinian territories to exercise a high degree of caution. Foreign Affairs Minister Penny Wong has urged Australians who are in Israel to contact their families to assure assure of their safety and reiterated Australia's condemnation of the attack. Australia unequivocally condemns the attack on Israel by Hamas. We unequivocally condemn the indiscriminate rocket fire, the targeting of civilians and the taking of hostages, a particularly distressing and egregious act by Hamas. The parents of Israelis kidnapped by Hamas held a press conference and pleaded for a meeting with the government to help find their children. While the authorities have not, read, have not released a specific number, Hamas officials say that dozens of Israelis are being held captive in undisclosed locations across the densely populated Gaza Strip. One father, who has two daughters who are still missing, described having to talk to them over the phone and comfort them during one of the Hamas attacks. It is unclear where his daughters are being held captive, but some of those missing were attending a music festival in southern Israel. Malki Shemtov, whose son is missing, says this is above politics. If any leaders in the world that maybe see this TV, maybe they see this uh, news and they hear all these terrible stories, please involve, please, please, it's a human. It's not about politics, it's not about all kinds of issues. It's not Arabic and Israelis and Jews. It's really about humanity. The Israeli ambassador to the United Nations is expected to attend a UN Security Council meeting later today. Talking to the media, the Israeli envoy Gilad Aden likened the current attack on Israel to the attack on New York 22 years ago. This is Israel's 9-11, and Israel will do everything to bring our sons and daughters back home. 
These images are horrifying. They are hard to see and they are impossible to fully internalize. In the meantime, Hamas claims that it is not targeting civilians and expresses the view that settlers are distinct from civilians. Speaking on Al Jazeera television yesterday, Osam Hamdan, spokesman for Hamas, says that settlers do not qualify as civilians and must be viewed separately. You have to differentiate between the settlers and the civilians. The settlers, according to the international law, they are not civilians. They they attack the Palestinians. The, they, they, in fact, shoot it against the Palestinians. So you have to differentiate between both issues, the civilians and the settlers. Back home, a mobile phone ban in New South Wales public high schools has come into effect from today, the first day of term four in the state. New South Wales public high schools will join government primary schools in enforcing a ban on mobile phones during school hours. Victoria, Tasmania, South Australia, the Northern Territory and Western Australia already have bans in place, while Queensland student, while in Queensland students will face one from next year. Acting Premier Pro Carr says the ban will improve educational outcomes for students. We have done this and as a key election commitment for the Labor opposition, now Labor government, to make sure that we can improve the focus and concentration of our young people in front of our wonderful teachers. This will also mean that at recess and lunch, when students can no longer be using phones either, that they might actually be running around, playing with each other, interacting with one another, talking to one another, actually socialising. A legal bid by former New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian to overturn findings she engaged in corruption will be heard as quickly as possible. Ms Berejiklian is challenging findings by the Independent Commission Against Corruption, ICAC. The state corruption watchdog found Ms Berejiklian engaged in serious corrupt conduct by breaching public trust and refusing to report a secret relationship with her then-lover, Liberal MP Daryl Maguire. During a brief hearing in the New South Wales Court of Appeal, Justice Julie Ward said she wanted to set down the two-day hearing as expeditiously as she could. Delays were at the centre of controversy surrounding ICAC and its findings after the corruption watchdog took more than 18 months to publish its final report following the last public hearing. And to sport, Australia has been confirmed to be out of the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup despite a Portuguese victory. Portugal beat Fiji in a shock win this morning, Australian time, beating the South Pacific side by 24 points to 23. Not enough to secure Australia's survival. The win was secured in the dying moments of the game. It's Portugal's first ever World Cup win. After some dismal results earlier in the competition, Australia's only hope of continuing through to the quarterfinals depended on Portugal beating Fiji by more than seven points. So while Portugal did win, Fiji still gets a point because they lost by less than seven points and that crucial point means Fiji go through and Australia goes home. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 37, Perth, cloud clearing 26, Adelaide, sunny 23, Melbourne, partly cloudy 17, Hobart, Ashao 217, Albury, Wodonga, mostly sunny 21, Canberra, sunny 23, Wollongong, also sunny 23, Sydney, much the same 22, Newcastle, also sunny 26, Brisbane, partly cloudy 24, Townsville, partly cloudy 27, Cairns, Ashao 229, 
Alice Springs, sunny 29, Darwin, much the same, 34 degrees, and at West Strait Islands, a sunny day and a top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Thank <laughs> you.